What is going on, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Beyond Rad podcast. My name is Chad, and this week we are joined by Pat and Jared from the band Haunting Portraits. So Haunting Portraits is a alternative rock band from Tampa, Florida, and uh, it was a lot of fun getting to talk to these guys. And um, I want to apologize. I realized I uploaded the incorrect audio, so I'm re-recording this introduction here because uh, the podcast went live with the raw audio files. So hopefully um, you guys were still able to enjoy the, the podcast, but this time it's new and improved, better sound, better um, better cuts here, so everything should sound sound a little bit better. But uh, um, wanted to, to thank you guys for stopping by. And uh, before we jump in, want to just do some quick little housekeeping items. I have actually started to stream over on twitch.tv slash Mr. Radchad, M-R-R-A-D-C-H-A-D. And uh, if you want, you can come check out the, the stream. I'm just going to be streaming some some fun video games over there every Tuesday, thir- Tuesday night, Thursday night, and Friday night. And uh, um, while you're, you know, looking at the social medias and whatnot, be sure to swing over to Haunting Portraits, to their Facebook, to their Instagram. They've got new stuff coming out. And so you can kind of be along those, those uh, front lines to make sure that you get to hear when things are coming out first. And once again... I apologize for the messed up audio last time, but this should fix it. And without further ado, let's just jump right on in. Well, uh, I guess just to kind of to kind of kick things off, thank you guys for for joining me on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having us. Heck yeah! So uh, I always kind of like to start out with just a, a quick introduction of of you guys. You know, talk a little bit about yourselves, and and then we'll jump into to the band. Um. So. I'm Patrick. I play lead guitar in the band. Um, I thought that I was one of the founding members, but then Jared said in a previous interview that uh, the band was kind of together a little bit with him and Franz before that. But I'm like one of the I'm like the first um, like guitarist that they got. Oh, sick. for this project. But they had made like a couple of songs before I joined. Um, I'm from Tampa and uh, yeah been playing music for like 15 years now since i was 10 nice and jared um, i'm jared i play guitar a little bit sing a little bit <laughs> um right now i'm at pat's house keeping his cat's company well it's also your house <laughs> i stay here his bed's there his cat's there my cat's also here. He's just like my better now. Um, one thing you'll you'll learn very quickly is that I give very like analytical answers and long winded answers, and Jared gives very the opposite. So. <laughs> well, that's perfect. That that it'll it'll make a good balance. <laughs> yeah, we so, try to go for the balance. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. So, uh, um, you said that obviously you joined the band pretty close to the founding, um, Patrick, but. How long? How long have you guys been making music as a band? I think like what a little, little around three years, something like that. 
Yeah, it'll be four years in like July. Awesome. So uh, I guess obviously uh, you mentioned that you you played music prior to to joining the band. Um, was this like the first major project that you guys had done, or it was was this kind of like you know project number two, three, four? You know, finally kind of came together and and started going with the with this one, or how did that work out for you guys? Um, I played, I actually played drums in a metal band for a couple of years before this band. And then this band started with a member of that band and myself just kind of trying to put a group together and kind of went through like a lot of iterations of people. I went from like, uh, playing the drums to singing through guitar in there at one point. And then, uh, right around the time that we picked up Patrick, we kind of solidified our, our, uh, lineup with the new group. Nice. So you just decided yeah. you didn't want to do metal anymore or was it, uh, it just kind of evolved? How did that, how did that go about? Yeah. I mean, this was just kind of like a totally different thing. Um, and it definitely, my influences, I think, uh, were changing, you know, as I got older, I don't really listen to, I listen to a lot of the stuff I used to, but definitely not, not everything. Um, not everything is frequently. In, um, I definitely yeah, I think, don't like, play that style of guitar. <laughs> it's not like I can I can kind of like you know jam out on the drums, but that's that's not really my my style of uh, of guitar playing at all. Gotcha. I think one of the things we go for is like we make music for people who used to listen to hardcore music <laughs> and have like a little bit more like they want something a little bit less like you know intense than that. Yeah. that's kind of what we, like we all used to listen to hardcore music and try to be like hardcore rock stars. And I guess, uh, once we started joining this band, I think we all kind of agreed, like the first time that we met, we were like, yeah, let's, uh, we don't really want to do metalcore, Right. And everyone was like, yeah. And we're like, all right, let's figure out what we want to do. That isn't metalcore." Nice. So, and so, so were you in a metal band prior as well, Patrick? <laughs> um, so I tried to be as a vocalist, but I was really, really, really bad at it. <laughs> and so I was like with this band, um, I played like one or two shows with them because um, their vocalist like just abandoned them one day, like the day of a show. And I was like, I know all your songs. Let me do it. And they let me. <laughs> um, but like besides that, I mean, I knew that I wasn't ever like the type of guitarist that would play metal music. Like the most metal I played on guitar was like a Ven Sevenfold. Yeah. Which is like it's it's pretty chuggy, but it's not like, you know, it's not like August Burns Red. Yeah. August Burns Red is is definitely uh some intense guitar there. <laughs> yeah. That was like I used to love that band and I remember like listening to them and thinking to myself, like, man, it's gonna be so long before I could ever play the guitar that good. <laughs> and so I just kind of like stuck to what I was what I was feeling, which was more like of the like the post grunge and the what we're playing now, hard rock kind of stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. So obviously, you guys kind of had that consensus with one another. Hey, we're we're gonna we're not gonna be playing metalcore. But how did you how did you kind of um, as you were developing and, and writing music and whatnot? How did the sound originate? What it, what made you guys kind of go with the you know the sound that you did go with? I mean, for the first EP, a lot of it was just, like, literally what I was able to play at the time. 
because that was like a, I, I played guitar for a while, but never really was like a primary focus. Okay. And uh, it was nice to have like some musicians that were like uh, pretty skilled at writing on their instruments behind me to, you know, give a little direction there. But I think like with most musicians, I mean, I think just, you know, the overall spectrum of what you listen to and what's influenced you for a long time finds its way to like seep in. Like you hear those, like those uh, places where your ear wants to go with melodies and rhythm, et cetera, kind of drifts there. So it was kind of like what I was able to play, but like influenced by, you know, the bands I grew up listening to and, um, you know, what just kind of made sense as we were, as we were writing it. Yeah. So, uh, um, obviously you mentioned August Burns Red, but what were some of the bands that, that influenced you guys? Um, always for me is going to be, uh, it's, it's always two bands. It's uh microwave, which is this really awesome, uh, band out of Atlanta. They're pretty new, aren't and, they? Yeah, they're pretty new. Um, I really like their cause that they were on tour with hot Mulligan, I believe last year. Yeah. 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 super cool yeah that was uh they've been they've been playing around a lot and like they uh have definitely like now they're headlining their own tour and we actually got nice. to open for them for the uh for the tampa spot oh sick but like i think when we started this band like a, like about this time four years ago um i was like really really into into that band and into bands like uh somos which is kind of like um like a punk post-punk band out of massachusetts and okay we were it was, it was kind of like uh we were really getting into like audio tree which is a youtube channel um that like features musicians on it and oh, yeah uh, there's like a lot of bands from there that i was really starting to listen to some belmont i know belmont was on audio tree yeah yeah, yeah. that was they have like so many awesome bands that play it yeah um but yeah like the, for this band i would say a lot of the influence comes from like that new wave of music that came out like in the mid 2010s. Yeah. Um, as well as like, you know, like things like brand new, I used to listen to them back in like the mid two thousands a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, those types of like emo mid two thousands, Midwest emo bands, like that kind of stuff. That's, that's like the golden era for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's uh, the mid two thousands, you know, drive through records. Like that was, that was like my, the epitome of the music that I, that I still love. <laughs> yeah. I would say it's like, it's that. And then for me now it's a lot of nineties music too. Okay. I'm really to get deep into the, into like the grungy nineties phase. And then like the late nineties with, uh, I really love Queens of the stone age. Oh, They're okay. A super, super great band. But yeah. What about for you, Jared? What are some bands that influenced you? Um, being from, like the Tampa area under oath is like definitely always going to be. Oh, heck yeah. Oh yeah. Aaron Gillespie very... moved here to Utah. Yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, they're, they've kind of all started their own separate careers, but, um, you know, still keep that going, which is awesome. So that's a band that's always kind of near and dear to me and definitely had a lot of influence. Um, like Pat said, like a lot of 90s stuff, like, um, Jared actually got I, me into the '90s stuff. Oh, I'm nice! Very, uh, very fond of grunge music. Like um, Nirvana has always been one of my favorite bands. And as I got older, I got like more into grunge, like Alice in Chains, and Soundgarden. Um, 
like the those like just really really like driving awesome soaring vocals that were in that grunge era by yeah. some of those vocalists are just like incredible like lane staley and chris cornell obviously are um yeah they're just on a like a different planet well they're like game changers they changed i mean that that whole that whole era changed like what popular music was so yeah <laughs> it was next experimental and yeah. that's that's really kind of my perspective is um you know they had these like awesome like rock pop anthems that were like driving and kind of like um you know dark and um so just super you listen to them once and just get like super ingrained in your brain like uh, yeah like somehow like i don't think hardly anybody actually knows what he's saying but yet still somehow <laughs> everybody knows the chorus of um, smells like teen spirit you know it's yeah like, i think there's something pretty awesome about that for sure well and it's like it's it's also like there was uh even if you didn't understand necessarily what he was saying there was a lot of a lot of people resonated with like the the grunge style because it kind of it, it was you know obviously there was that that whole rock scene that that was through the 80s early 90s that was starting to to kind of you know reach those those uh outcasts or whatever you know and so so I feel like a lot of yeah. people started to resonate really well with with bands like that. And Nirvana made it mainstream, and so it's pretty huge what what they accomplished. Yeah, yeah and they made it so you didn't have to be like one of those fringe punk rocker guys to yeah. kind of fit into that group of people that didn't fit in with other people. You know, it's exactly. Like, there were there were all those people that just they didn't they didn't mesh with like the normal group, but they also weren't like that extreme crazy uh, outcast. <laughs> yeah. They weren't skate punks like, who were just like yeah. crazy wearing all the crazy clothes and chains and spikes and everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's really what like the, like that era. And then like the early two thousands again, like that's kind of what it felt like, you know, it's like for those people who like don't quite fit in with like the popular scene, but also aren't just like absolutely batshit crazy yeah <laughs> like it's a it's a nice little awkward place i feel like a lot like there's been a lot of like really big blossom of uh music like that targets that that audience and that kind of scene and it it just like the the, the cool thing for me is like is when those <laughs> bands finally step out from being the underground bands because they do <laughs> resonate with so many people but they typically stay underground because of of you know what they what their uh their style or whatever you know so it's always cool to see the bands that are making it out from under the underground you know bands like uh you know obviously through the 90s there's quite a few of the grunge bands but even nowadays even seeing bands get bigger and bigger and and start to actually have a bigger um kind of platform to to perform on too is free is pretty dope as well mm-hmm so uh so obviously with with the influences of of obviously the 90s and a lot of you know kind of the the new the new i don't know what would i would i would just kind of call that the the rock i don't know because microwave and and the that genre i just kind of call it you know a mixture of punk rock post-hardcore i don't know there's a lot of different genres that i guess you could kind of label it with but uh, i think it's like it's like a like a somewhere in between hard and soft rock yeah that's that's a great way. Yeah, cuz even like it's just like the vocals make it harder rock, but then the instrumentation's a little bit a little bit, you know, less um intense yeah. and so 
a lot of my favorite like parts of music now is like where the instruments get very like floaty it happens a lot with like like math rock music too but like just like where you you get like all those really like clean tone like reverb a lot of reverb and chorus that just like sparkles like makes the 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 guitar just like sparkle yeah and you get like that type of stuff coming through and then you have a guy like giving really harsh vocals on top of it or like really drivey vocals or you have like a distorted bass that's like driving really hard like you get those like those those mixtures of the two where you have like this really beautiful noise as well as like this driving element to it yeah it makes it it makes for a really cool contrast because even yeah. like even hot mulligan's new album that dropped last week is very much like that as well and it's just like it's just super super cool yeah it's like new new wave emo yeah uh, i guess i guess that's what i'll start calling it there you go that's that's a great that's a great name for it because it's it really is like you know like even kind of looking at that bands like trash boat and like pacific and and yeah. uh, a lot of that that world it it I it does need its own name for its genre, <laughs> so yeah, that's it's perfect. Not quite punk, it's not quite post hardcore. It's not quite you know. It's not quite emo music or post rock music. It's like this like amalgam of all of them. Yeah, existing in one song, doing its own thing, but somehow like working together to create this like amazing like catchy piece of music. Exactly, that's a really good way of putting it. <laughs> so uh, so obviously. <laughs> Um, huge congrats to you guys for the, the new EP. When did, when did the new EP drop for you guys? Oh, um, <laughs> February 28th, February 28th. Okay. Yeah. So just, just two weeks ago. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I really dig it. I honestly, I thought it was really cool how each of the songs had a different vibe to it in a, in the best way. Like it, it built upon itself, but it, it wasn't like it wasn't this this same thing throughout the whole thing. And so I want to kind of jump into to the EP and, and talk a little bit more about kind of, uh, you know, the inspirations and, and uh, as well, just the process that you guys went through to, to get this created and written. <laughs> um, I feel like a big thing with this. EP, I feel like a big thing with this EP in terms of the process was like trying to find some kind of brand that we can dance around and then seeing how far we can like move around that while still okay. maintaining a level of like cohesion like um you know like we we wanted the songs to have like a lot of similarities in like how you perceive them but like they're definitely not like the same type of song yeah like, some are slower and more groovy some are a little bit more upbeat some have like you know different like parts in it some are are longer than others like um you know, we tried to get something going where, and it was really just like all of us becoming better writing together and better at our instruments. And like, we would get like a, like a quick influence of something and we'd like write a song like off of that influence. And it was like trying to get us to like, have this wide range of genre, I guess that we could work in while still maintaining, like, you know, that's still the same band playing the song. Yeah. Well, and I, like I said, that's one of the cool things that I noticed when I was listening to it was, I, I guess I didn't know exactly, you know, what, what your process was or whatnot, but I was able to notice that, that it was, it was very clearly, it was you guys are the same band. There was enough similarity between the songs that it was clear that it wasn't, you know, changing so dramatically, but it, I, I think it's cool because it does allow you guys quite a bit of leeway in order to make music that 
that you feel really excited about as opposed to kind of feeling pigeonholed into a single sound or a single genre. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the things we're going for is just not getting ourselves pigeonholed. Like I think me and Jared's like a big influence has been um thrice. Oh dude, and I love thrice. Yeah, I think they do it really well where and it's not true for like, you know, like it's it's true across their discography, not so much across like one album in yeah. particular. But like their discography as a whole is like they go to so many different places, but you still know it's it's thrice. Yeah, it's still very cohesive in that way. Yeah. I think like that's kind of one of the things we were thinking of and the songs themselves, like they all came about like because of like one of us would have an influence and we would write like a riff based off of it and then we'd get together and play the riff a lot and kind of just like build from there. And like so everyone's influences are kind of playing their own role, but everyone's like, you know, willing to like let the part be what it is when they write their section to it. Yeah. Would you guys say that it was easier to write this album having been together a longer time or was it more difficult because you were kind of stretching yourselves more? I think this one was, I think it was probably easier in the sense like we kind of had a little bit more of an expectation on what the process was going to look like. So it didn't really catch anyone off guard. And um, we we had like an easier time just figuring out, you know, Hey, we want to pursue this song. Um, and just when we were, you know, making any changes in the studio, we had been a band a while longer. Like all of us were a bit more practice and a little bit more ready to, you know, just follow the uh, instruction of our producer who really is the master mean, uh, magician behind all of it. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, I, I guess with that, um, I guess with the first EP that you guys did was, was that one of your, like for, for you guys, was that one of your first visits to a, a big studio or was, had you guys already been accustomed to that as well? Um, we worked with a gentleman named Kyle Hoffer out of Orlando. Um, he's someone that I had been working with for a while, just kind of, um, I'd been like writing songs, like I mentioned with the, the member of my previous band and we would kind of go to him work out pre-pro and just get practice in the studio um for me and the drummer it was our first experience in the studio for sure um i had never done anything like that and we did it at valencia college in orlando okay and uh that was like truly a a, like a an eye-opening experience for me um seeing what that process is like and seeing like what goes into you know, producing a song. Yeah. I think there's a lot more to it than, than most people realize. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people like, and I mean, it, it's, if it works, it works. And I'm, I'm, you know, people go for whatever style of music they want, but a lot of people I think feel like they can just, you know, get a MacBook and like a mic and they can do like, you know, for like studio quality, like, you know, like a data remember quality, production from that kind of stuff and like some people you can and those people are probably producers themselves but yeah we kind of like knew from the start that like you know a lot of this stuff's gonna get like we're gonna work with our producer a lot and kind of iron out all of the all of the stuff that you know kind of seems a little rough right now and it, it really like the first time for me it was hard to put that trust in but the second time i was like 
yeah, dude, we'll figure it out in the studio. Like, <laughs> so like just 180. Yeah. So with, with going in the second time, um, it, it sounds obviously like things were more productive in the studio in terms of, of getting the best out of the song, out of each of the individual songs. Um, but also did you work with the same person again or was it a new producer this second time? It was the same person. Awesome. So that probably helped too. You had obviously the trust in him already prior. Yeah. There was a camaraderie there that really helped a lot, especially when you're in pre-production and you're like ironing out the songs. Um, you know, and he's, he's just so great with like, as a producer that the second time we went in, it was, you know, I walked in and I was like, all right, Kyle, this is what we got. Work your magic. And we just <laughs> sit there and go through every song and talk about it and, you know, come up with like different things to do. And I knew like <clears throat> if something sounded even a little weird to me, Kyle would hear it right away and be like, hey, you know, try to do this note instead of this note or try to resolve on this chord instead of this chord. And like those little subtle changes made all the difference. That's awesome. So it was a lot easier the second time, like going into that. That's super cool. And so kind of tell me a little bit of the process kind of from, um, you know, you've got the song written, you guys book the studio. What's the process from, from pre or from demo to pre-production to production to getting it out there? In pretty much that we'll, um, I mean like the way that we write songs kind of varies from time to time. Like sometimes we'll just kind of jam and a riff will come up and we'll just <clears throat> kind of go for it and work on it you know sometimes it's like little changes to a, a song idea that we had over a long span of time sometimes i'll have something that's pretty much completely written the good news there, is uh, that like uh a lot of our demoing takes place with our drummer and now it can take place with like me and jared by ourselves so yeah like some of our songwriting will, will happen in demoing but it's still like all of us working together like as the band like either we're working with the drummer at like a demoing session at his house. And, um, you know, we're just trying to like figure out like how the structure is going to go or whatever, or we're, um, you know, trying to figure it out on our own in our own house. But getting the demos is, is really nice for that reason. And then once we go to pre-production, you know, that's like, we're on the clock with the producer and we gotta, we gotta really work to get the album pushed through. Yeah. So when uh, when did you guys go into the studio and record and uh, for this EP? When did you guys start that process? December of two years ago, November of two years ago. Okay, so that's like when we started doing like pre-production. Yeah. So right after the first EP, then. Yeah, pretty. I mean, well, I think it was. 10 months after the first EP. Oh, okay. So the first EP was the beginning of 2018. I just saw 2018. Um, yeah. And then the I think EP. it was November of 2018 when we started like the pre-production, we did recording in like April of 2019, um, like from November until April of 2019. And then it was cooking for, you know, basically until September. And then we set up our, uh, our release of the single and everything um for 2019 and then we decided to release the ep uh in 2020 just based on like setting up single releases like you know all that kind of stuff sure that's that's a whole other that's a whole other aspect of of the process that 
is is massive in and of itself just preparing when the releases are going to happen what release is going to go first and second and kind of planning all of that stuff out to make sure that it feels natural the music video for those releases and like the whole thing is like maintaining momentum you know you want to you want to keep pushing so that you have momentum moving you know in your direction and so like all that time like it's a whole different animal like you said um and it's just crazy like doing all of it yourself you like have like you go through the whole process of like recording it and getting it back and you have it back and you're like man that was so much effort (laughs) <laughs> and then looking ahead is like, oh man, that's so much effort. Yeah. And then we have to do like the recording again. It's it's definitely one of those things where like you have to enjoy the effort you're putting in. Otherwise, it's just like gonna overwhelm you real quick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that that fallacy that do something you love, you don't work a day in your life. I mean, it's definitely not true, but do something you love and it makes the work worth it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, it's a much better way to put it. I think people are crazy if they expect to do something that they enjoy and for there not to be like work behind it. Like if you if you really enjoy it enough, like you know, you've gotta be willing to do that that part that is work. Yeah. Like Oh go on. Like most of the process is like is pretty enjoyable, but there's always gonna be like parts of it that are stressful or just like you know, things that come along. Like people don't realize like how much of the whole process is, is just kind of not doing anything. Like when you're in a studio and you're just kind of sitting around waiting for someone to finish their takes, like you got to kind of sit around and be patient a lot. Yeah. It's like, that's it's not see, fun, it's, but yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the, the interesting thing, I, I feel like, um, I, I obviously there's going to be, there's going to be different people, different aspects, you know, within the band. And does that, does that tend to help? Do there, are there, you know, certain times that, that someone's carrying weight that other people don't want to carry and you guys are kind of sharing the load in terms of things that you enjoy and things you don't enjoy. I think, yeah, that, I, think- uh, I think that most of the time we do a pretty good job of balancing each other out. We're, we're typically either like balancing each other well, or just like instigating each other to no end to drive each other insane. <laughs> we, we typically go like as close to the brink of madness as we can and then like reel it back in well, that's the definition of an artist right <laughs> yeah that's, that must be what it is <laughs> it's uh it, it's really great because like we all love the work um in the sense that like we're all like highly motivated to do the work and to like do the work that we might not want to do but we're also like really good um at like we have like very good structure in the band and like besides like communication um like we all like are very good at un- like knowing like what to do uh who does what and um like everyone's very motivated to do the work that you know they're asked to do to keep the band moving forward i think that's really healthy <laughs> it's yeah i just feel like it'd be it'd be obviously um there's always going to be those times where it just, it feels daunting and it's going to feel, you know, uh, even though you love what you're doing and you love what you're creating, there's going to be times potentially that you feel like, Oh man, is it even worth it to keep, keep trying and keep pushing hard. And, um, and so I guess from, from your guys' perspective, what is it that motivates you most when it comes to, to like this process and, and doing all this hard work, what is the, the biggest motivation for you? I think my biggest motivation is 
it's kind of split between two, but I'll say the the one I'm feeling stronger about first. Um, my biggest motivation is hearing the final, the final track. Like whenever we get the final tracks back and I listen to like, and it's like no more changes, no more like raise my guitar a little bit, lower the, like the drums a little bit. Like when you get the final track back and you listen to it and you're like, that's it. It's settled. The thing that I get is like the most like cathartic feeling I've ever experienced. And it's just, it's such a strong motivator to be like, you made this and that's it. It's right there. You did it. (laughs) Like I'm like chasing that that feeling as like my main motivator and then playing shows is the other one. Like I didn't think I would really like it as much. Um, when I first started, like I was kind of nervous at first, but the first time I was on stage, I was like, man, this is cool. <laughs> like, that was it for me. Um, so like getting like playing shows that people, you know, are really into and just having that, like that final mix back are like my two biggest motivators. Nice. What about you, Jared? Um, I'd say my biggest motivation for playing music is uh, it just gives me more time to hang out with Pat. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so you guys are you guys are roommates, best friends, bandmates. That works out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it works out really well. That's cool. So uh, I, I guess you know, obviously with with this whole keeping momentum going and 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 riding the wave as well as as continuing the process what are you guys doing right now um kind of supporting the the ep release to to keep the momentum going so uh the first thing we did was we played that ep release show with microwave which was a huge um huge thing for us from there we're, we've got another show coming up in april um, we plan on playing more shows. We have more like cooking. Well, we have a music cooking. video that's going to come out soon. Oh yeah, we also have a music video that's going to come out soon. Nice. It's a Which... very high budget music video that was filmed and directed by uh, an indie filmmaker by the name of James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> he did the he shot very... the cult cult classic Titanic? Yeah. Wow. It's a very large budget. There'll be uh, <laughs> lots of special effects here. Lots of them. <laughs> I, I, I maybe was that is it for the Avatar two song that y'all is that the is that the one? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I don't know how you know about that. So. Um, I'm gonna have to talk to James. Yeah, he uh, but, he kind of leaked a little bit of information, so my bad. Um, but yeah, no, we do actually we do actually have a music video coming out. It's with the same guy who produced our uh, Everybody Knows the Rules video, the wonderful, wonderful Joey Durango who is a good friend of ours. Awesome. Um, we plan on doing more music videos for like the other songs, the other two. I'm not sure how many. I absolutely love music videos, so I would do one for every song if I could. Nice. Um, what what so do you love most about like, it? I like the, uh, the visualization aspect of music. Like it's one of like music is 100% like, well, listening to music is a, is a listening thing. Like the only real sense is like besides really loud music where you feel the bass and you feel everything. It's very, it's a very like, <laughs> it's, in, it's very hard to taste music. Yeah. But being able to see music and see like things that 
time up with music, like the cinematography that goes into like adding your song into a cinema, like a like a like a piece of film. That is super cool to me, and I really, really like seeing like my songs, you know, played out in a cinema, a cinematic way. Yeah, that's probably also why you love the live experience too. Yeah, it does like, add it's that like extra element. It's the performance, the visual performance yeah. aspect of it. That's super cool. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to the band May, um, but uh, they're they're a little bit softer softer rock. But uh, their band name is it, it's a an acronym for multi sensory aesthetic experience, and so they they literally created an entire AR experience for their new album that they did. And they released like oh AR goggles or VR, sorry, VR goggles for it and everything. And uh, you're able to to experience the music with this whole experience. It was pretty insane. So it sounds like what's something. The, what's the band name? May, M-A-E. So yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with that band. Yeah, they've been, they've been around for a long while. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, with their newest album, they literally did this whole VR experience and it was pretty, it's pretty insane to see like this whole thing, you know, and, and experience it in such a way that it was, that it changed the experience. And so, you know, just like you're talking about with the music videos is it adds that element to it. So I think that's awesome. Off to check it out. That's really cool. Yeah. I was going to say like one of my, one of my favorite bands for music videos is definitely very pop, but uh, okay, go. Oh dude, I love their music videos. Their music videos are like, I love that. It's so cool and so creative and like their songs. The amount of energy and effort and time and work they put into doing those. So cool. It's crazy. I can't remember like specific names of songs because I don't really listen to them outside of watching the video, but they did one where it was like a five second shot, but they slowed it down in the Um, airplane. The airplane one is amazing. Yeah, with all the with the like all the water balloons filled with paint. Yeah, that was like amazing. I'm trying to. There's a, there was another one where it's like um, it starts off with like I think it's like a gunshot through a, like a like a bottle, and they show the video like it's it took like ten seconds to film in real time. Oh yeah, the one that's that whole chain reaction, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, so cool, and the timing had, and everything. Like, one part where like the the basis is like opening a book like a flip book and inside the flip book is like the guitarist and singer like playing and singing and it's like perfectly timed with like the verse that they're at and just the thought that goes into that yeah thing, like just blows me away yeah it's i honestly like every time they release a video i'm just i'm floored i i can't even yeah. I, I like i try to think about the planning and and just how many people it took and what it took to do that. And oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I definitely agree with you. Those are, those are probably the, uh, the most like high value in my mind, music videos. You just get so much enjoyment out of it. <laughs> yeah. It's very high quality. Experience. Yeah. That's super, super cool. Yeah. I, uh, I think that's awesome. So which, which song is it that you guys are, are going to be doing a, or releasing the music video for? If if you can say if not then that's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna can leave it, up. Patrick. Can we say Jared? It's for. I don't make the rules. Don't feel pressure it. if you if you can't say don't say. <laughs> it's for uh it's for sunshine. I'm pretty sure we said this on another interview. So oh, okay. Gonna, it's uh it's for sunshine motel. Awesome. 
I uh, honestly, my two favorite songs from the EP are Sunshine Motel and Storm and Stress. So nice. I'm excited now. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's I'm very excited to see it. Like I'm always very impressed with Joey's work when he gets when he sends it back to us. So So is that kind of the same process where where obviously you go in, you participate, you do all your stuff, and then you just say, All right, it's in your hands and he does everything and then sends it back to you. Are you guys involved in like the whole process in terms of the collaborative and creative process there on the videos? It's really a lot of Joey. I mean, he's he just does very he does his craft very well, and I just don't want to step on his toes. Like I, he's very receptive to feedback, but like it, there's not it doesn't seem like there's much to typically give him. Okay, yeah, that's kind of how we are with like a lot of our a lot of our artists, like the girl who produces our um, EP cover art and our merch designs and stuff. You know, we just kind of like give like we're musicians, so we will like work really closely with the producer on stuff. But for the rest of this, like we like working with artists who are really, really good at their craft so that we can just be like, this is the song. What do you feel about it? And then they're like, I want to do this. And we're like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> and then, that's it. No, that's <laughs> awesome. Did what like with uh, with finding them? How did you guys find find the people who like obviously you know the artist for the eps it, she did i'm assuming she did both because they've got pretty similar styles yep yeah okay so how did you find like, her like pretty much everyone that we work with is like a friend of a friend or we know someone in our network like one of my one of my best friends um either went to high school with her or um i knew they they lived in the same area and he had just bought like some artwork from her and uh she referred me to her when he caught when that we were looking for that and uh, sent me her portfolio and it was just super easy choice. Our uh, the, the guy that does our music videos went to the same high school as me and Patrick and has been doing music videos for um, bands for a while and he's been starting to do them for like bigger bands and getting a lot of notoriety and just does great work. It makes sense why people want to go to him. So yeah. that was just felt like another easy choice. That's awesome. Yeah, there's I, I, I always I always find it interesting because there's there's a few things, you know, as as much as as you try to people try to tell you or you try to tell yourself, don't judge a book by its cover. There is a lot that you can glean from an album art or a band T-shirt or, you know, the the pieces, the music videos. There's a lot that you can get even without hearing the music before you actually jump in. And so, you know, when I I'm. I'm just a, a weirdo that way. And so I saw the art and I was like, wow, that's actually really, really cool. There's like a lot of thought that went into to the cover as opposed to just this really simple thing. You know, there was, it's, it's an entire, literally like an actual painting. And it was like, it was pretty impressive to see that. So I think that's cool how you guys obviously ha- kind of put that forethought in as well and find those people who, who are going to contribute that way. So that's awesome. Yeah. We got to, uh, we got to send you a, a hard copy because the it's like a mosaic um if you put together like the ep cover the duvet single cover which is on spotify and then the uh like those two pieces together create um like one long stretch which is like i, I guess it's our facebook cover but actually oh, that's could awesome. there. i'm pulling it up but right now <laughs> on the uh on the actual like hard copy like the sleeve 
Um, if you open it up, like that's one side of it. Like the front and back cover is like that long mosaic. That's awesome. And then on the inside, it's like the, uh, the cover for the single, uh, everybody knows the rules, which is like the front face. It's like that on one side. And then the other side is, Oh, I don't have it near me. It's like more of the, um, there's like another little mosaic that she did. It's like, I think it's like a lighthouse or something. Wow. That's so cool. That's the one part of the piece I haven't really looked at a lot. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, that. Um, I, I just like red water. I'm looking oh, at it. It's like a hand and some red <laughs> pinky water. Thanks for having our uh, are you hand raid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that. Anytime, man. I'm here for the fact checking. <laughs> Perfect. That's what that's what we called you for. You know, made sure that we included you on the call so we could fact check. <laughs> Even though apparently you don't make the rules, so you know they can't fact check him as well. <laughs> yeah, he's just uh, he's just there to you know. Very put in true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's very true. So with uh, um, I, I guess honestly, as I as I was kind of looking at all of this stuff here, it it made me rem- it reminded me of of one of the first thoughts that I had when I heard the band name, which was these guys are bound to be a metalcore band because of the band name and the, and just, that was the thought in my head. But then, you know, obviously as I was getting everything scheduled, I, you know, I listened and I was like, okay, this is not at all what I expected in terms of the band name. So how did you guys come up with the band, the band name, you know, haunting portraits? Um, it's me and, uh, me and Steve, who are the current bassist, were just sitting on the couch talking about band names, and that was the the least bad one that we came up with. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good Pretty band much. name. I just, like I said, I I I had thoughts in my head of what it would have been. <laughs> so you just kind of you just kind of mold ideas over and decided that was going to be the one. Yep, there's there's uh there's no like clever backstory to it. We it was just by default mostly because of how how uh bad the other options that we were coming up with were. Do you do you remember any of the other options that you that you had come up with? Um the band name was originally Southern Penitentiary, which everybody really didn't like and wanted to change. And I think that was kind of the same thing. Like everybody's like, this sounds like it's gonna be like Pantera or something. I don't know. <laughs> were you were you a part of the decision to change it, Pat? I was not. <laughs> um, so you came in I, as haunting portraits. Yeah, when I joined, I was. I remember we were driving to like one of the first practices, and I was like, "Hey, Jared, by the way, what's the band name?" And he's like, "It's Haunting Portraits." And I think the first thing I said was, "Oh my god, can we change that?" <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, well, we bought all this merch already. Like we already, he had already bought the logo from Darcy and, um, had done all that stuff. And he was like, I already put like some money into it. So I don't, I don't think we're going to change it, Pat. And I was like, all right, that's fine. And it's grown on me for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, like I said, it's, I, I, I expected metal, but it like now it has, it has its name. Right. So like in my mind, I think haunting portraits, I think of your music. And so it's, it works now. Right. Like, it was just that initial thought I had was metal. That would be, you know, I, I haven't interviewed very many metal artists, so that's always fun. But then I listened to it. And I was like, oh, this is stuff I'll actually listen to. <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of like one of the most metal indie rock bands out there. Yeah, that's, that's kind of uh, 
we we've played around a lot and a lot of the places we go north of Tampa really um we'll get there and we'll be like man we're like the heaviest band here really then anywhere it's we weird go because like, in like in Tampa we're always like the softest band and then always. anywhere other than Tampa we're always the heaviest band yeah interesting even like the show we're playing on, in April is with like very very heavy bands um, except like microwave was actually was like yeah, that was like the most like fitting bill that we've been on, but uh, unfortunately, microwave is not in Tampa like all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd want to, I'd want to hang out with them all the time if that were true. Yeah, it's all it's they all were very mean, nice and charming. That's that's actually you know brings up another question. Like obviously, where they were such a big influence, was it? Uh, sometimes they you know people say don't meet your heroes, but. But for me, I've found that every one of the people I've met who I looked up to or thought was just like, you know, the the best, they've always been super awesome. So was that like a super awesome experience? It was pretty cool. I mean, we we kind of talked to them in like varied amounts and like it was, you know, they were like, it was a lot of moving equipment around. They're like sound checking and stuff. So it was kind of like a quote unquote professional atmosphere, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, I did get to have like a really long conversation with their guitarist about his pedal board, which is definitely my go-to whenever I'm talking to anybody at a show. Yeah. Is to just like, be like, Hey, so your guitar stuff, I play guitar too. Let's talk about that. And they're always <laughs> like, yeah, dude, let's talk. And then, <laughs> well, it's so, because uh, that's, that's kind of their, you know, that's what, where they bring their unique vibe. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so that was, it was really cool to talk to them about it because it's yeah, it's like they have a lot of very unique elements that come from like Travis's guitar playing, and so I, it was really cool to like talk to him about it. He was super nice, and he actually got me hooked on his podcast, so that was cool too. Nice. Um, and then uh, I never got to meet like the uh the lead singer. He like introduced himself to Jared when I was in the bathroom and I'm like sitting in the bathroom listening to the entire conversation and I'm just like, dude, I hate myself right now. Like, can I <laughs> like just stand up and go? But no, I wasn't, wasn't ready for that. <laughs> dude, that's, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to, we got to hang out with the drummer after the show. So that was really fun. Yeah. He's a super, super nice guy. So that was just uh, Jared fangirled a little bit over him. So we hope he didn't freak him out too much. But <laughs> besides that, it was they're, they're all just like, you know, super nice people and super like passionate about their music. So it was just really cool to like connect with them in that way. Heck yeah, I bet. Man, yeah, that's that's one of the coolest things. For, like I uh, I mean, I, I can definitely relate to the fangirling, though. Even just doing this podcast, I've been able to fangirl over multiple people who've who've decided to to talk with me and i'm like oh man <laughs> so so i can definitely understand the the fangirling <laughs> it's like i listen to all your audio trees i've listened to all your music i've listened to everything i know everything about you exactly it's like yeah it's it's sometimes they're like okay uh well it was great to meet you have have a good day <laughs> kind of felt like how how we left off yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of ended that way where I was like, "Well, thank you guys so much for your support. Uh, next time, we won't be having you on the bill." <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it didn't go that way. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, we didn't scare them away too bad. I, I think it ended it ended pretty well. So I'm excited to play with uh, play with them again if that's ever a possibility. Um, I will. I remember pushing. I pushed the tickets super hard because they're literally my favorite band. So yeah. 
And if I mean if we're not playing with them the next time they're in town, I'll go see them again because it'll be like my eighth time. But there you go. I mean, when it when a band is good enough, like it doesn't matter how many times you see them, it still gets better. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how it is. Like with with me and Anne Berlin, I've seen them like eight times, and I'm like, yep, they just kept getting better and better every time. So. <laughs> So uh, real quick, as we close, I always like to kind of close off, which is kind of funny, random, you know, end of end of the interview type stuff. So, uh, um, oh, it's raining and thundering outside. That's not a very common thing here in Utah over in Tampa. I'm sure it's pretty common, but <laughs> but yeah. Uh, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was I was in Houston for a few years and that was just every day. But uh, so um these are just going to be random questions. So just treat them as such. So favorite, favorite dessert. Jared. Your answer is me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, churros. Churros. Nice choice. Love churros. Um... I don't know. I feel like I'm just going to give a random generic answer because I can't think of anything. I like I like most desserts. I'm not that picky with it. Oh my if it's God. a dessert, I'm happy. What about candy? <laughs> what about a candy? Is there? Are you more picky about candy or are you just good, good to go with sugar in general? Uh, I like chocolate. Chocolate stuff. Okay. Nice. Favorite? Solid, <laughs> favorite restaurant? Um, I mean... I'm going to say Tijuana Flats, which is like a, it's like a Mexican restaurant here. We're talking Um, most visited restaurant. It's got to be Chick-fil-A. I've like, I've accidentally gone to Chick-fil-A three times in a day, like multiple times. (laughs) I wouldn't call that an accident. I would call that deliberate and smart because I love Chick-fil-A. By the the last time I realized like my entire day's uh, food has consisted of Chick-fil-A breakfast and just four chicken sandwiches. That's a good day. That that to me, that sounds like a good day to me. <laughs> oh man! And I'm gonna uh, change my answer to Chick Fil A. Actually, okay. Same, same, same kind of reasons. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a solid. This is a solid reason. I love Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A and Chipotle are right up there, man. Both of those. And yeah, uh, over, over here in Utah, we also have In and Out Burger, which I really like. In and Out Burger as well, but. I think we, Jared, did we ever, oh no, that was, that was a different one. Trying to think, there was like a cult classic burger place that was in North Carolina. And when we were on tour there, we ate at it. I was like, I don't get where the appeal comes from. Was it cookout? I think it was. It was cookout. Yeah. Cookout was so disappointing. I, I didn't get a burger. I never get a burger when I go to cookout. Like my, so my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, they live out in South Carolina. And, uh, and so I always get, I always get like their, it's like a spicy chicken wrap or something. Freaking amazing. Oh yeah. That's exactly what I got. <laughs> I it was, loved it. it was pretty good, but it, I was like, I was expecting like Chick-fil-A level of pie. Oh yeah. No, it's, like, it's, it's just better a, than Burger King. No. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really the thing that I like that, that they can sell themselves on is those shakes that you can add as many flavors as you want and mix-ins and stuff. That's oh, really damn. their. That's their yeah, big that's selling point. I don't think I had a shake. 
Oh yeah. Their yeah, shakes, their shakes, literally they let you mix in as many things as you'd like. So like they don't add anything extra. So I, like, I, I remember one of the times I went, I got like peanut butter with or like, I got Butterfinger with uh, Reese's and Snickers. I got like all the candy bars mixed in and they didn't charge me any extra. And I was like, life is great. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a very sugary milkshake, which obviously is already sugary enough, but uh, all right. Last one. What is, uh, well, I'm, I'm assuming the answer's already been given uh, on Jared's part, but uh, favorite non-musical hobby. Ooh, that's a really good one. Um, I will say hiking. Oh, nice. Is my um, if I want, and I'm basing that off of what I wish I could do all the time. If it's what I actually do all the time, it's probably playing video games. <laughs> well, that but that's valid. That's true because you know, hiking isn't as accessible. In, yeah, if I lived in like Tennessee or North Carolina or anywhere out west, like west of Colorado. Um, you know, that would be like my number one hobby for sure. Yeah. You'd love it out here in Utah, man. I, uh, yeah. I'm like a five minute drive from, from literally like to the mountain where we can just go and there's a bunch of trails and stuff. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's where I hope to be sometime soon. Yeah, um, man. That's kind of like, uh, that, that's if I had the opportunity and if Florida wasn't like a literal like swamp sitting in like the heart of hell with like deadly bugs and even deadlier people. Um, <laughs> I would be outside all the time, but yeah, it's, it's just, and I work outside too, which is like, I, I don't come home from working like in like 130 degree weather to be like, let's go back outside and walk around. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can, I can definitely understand that feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What about you, Jared? I like I said, I I kind of assumed based on your uh, World of Warcraft comment, but uh, what he's what he's been doing this whole time is his answer. It's <laughs> all he does is play WoW. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna say it's gonna be hiking. <laughs> nice. Sounds like yeah, you guys awesome. you guys are ready to go. Just go hike when uh you know when yeah. Pat gets back in town, you guys can go on a hike. <laughs> but I'm a, I'm actually a much better hiker than Pat. I don't want to hear that from you okay we were both doing pretty pretty rough that one time well if you guys come out here to the west just know that uh you'll you'll get beat up a little bit harder because the the high altitude so if you go to colorado utah the the altitude will kill you 13 i tried to do a 13 mile hike in colorado um like a 13 mile round about hike and it went up to like twelve thousand feet and I think I maybe got like two miles in and I was like, this is the worst mistake I've ever made. I legitimately think I'm going to die out here. Yeah. yeah. I would, I would have done it. No problem, but I wasn't there. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. But Jared goes to Colorado and what does he do the entire time? Play world of Warcraft with his, <laughs> with his guild mate who lives in Colorado. <laughs> hey man, that's, like you said, you know, if it's what you're doing all the time, it would be video games. But if it's what you'd like to be doing, then it would be hiking. So, exactly. yeah, I'll give them the benefit of it out there. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining me, man. It was really fun getting to know you guys. And and uh, once again, congrats on the EP. It's super, super dope. I really, really enjoy it. So uh, keep up the good work. And I'm excited to see the music video coming out here 
when is when when is that going to drop? Uh, like soon, soon, cool. Yeah, coming, coming out soon. <laughs> yeah, we got some we got some plans. Nice, awesome. I'll I'll say uh, follow us on on Instagram or Facebook, and uh, you'll be tuned in right away. Good deal. When, when it comes out, because I don't think we know it right now. Well, I'm I'm way ahead of the game on that one, but all the listeners they can join in and and uh, join the bandwagon like I did and and follow. So. 